Welcome to the Dear Young Married Couple podcast. Today's episode is another Ask episode. You guys have really been into Ask episodes lately. Yeah, and we're so thankful that you trust us with them. And yeah. you guys are sending a whole bunch of awesome questions to us. So we're yeah. always appreciative of that. Totally. So if you want to ask a question, go to the link in the show notes. And there's a link there. You can go to SpeakPipe and record your own question with your own voice, and it just might be featured in a future Ask episode. All right, so let's hear this person's question. Hey, Adam and Teresa. I just wanted to say that I'm a huge fan of the show all the way from Australia. And I just have a uh, question about how do you navigate a relationship when the parents of your partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, so forth, are codependent on their child and are against that relationship and they're not supportive of it, as they've admitted to being afraid of letting go of their child, even though that their child is no longer a child, but it is an independent adult. What is your best advice for a situation like this? God bless you guys. Excellent question. Thank you so much for sending this in. So let's talk about codependency. Yeah. So you've already assumed that the partner, I'll just say his, assuming that it's your partner, but it may not be. Um, so you've already assumed that his parents are codependent. And so we'll talk about what codependency is, but then we'll talk about maybe some other possibilities too. Yeah. And we really do have to take this for face value. If we were working personally with you or with someone dealing with this, very often these situations are very complex mm -hmm. and they're very difficult to uh, unblend yeah. just because it's it's sensitive. Generally, codependency has to do with somebody that's very special and dear to that person's heart. Right. Sometimes it's a parent, sometimes it's a child, or sometimes it's a very close relative, or maybe somebody that they've taken in and, and discipled, and now it's starting to become a codependent relationship. Yeah. So what is codependency? So codependency is basically a dysfunctional relationship dynamic in which one member becomes the giver, essentially, and one member becomes the taker. Mm -hmm. Now, that can be in a marriage, a romantic relationship, but that can also be in a parent-child relationship like you've described here. Um, it can also be a friendship or a work relationship. Yeah. Several relationships can become codependent and they don't necessarily realize that they're in a give or taker relationship because yeah. like Adam said earlier, it's usually a very loving and connected relationship. Yeah. And, and it's almost always marked by concern for the other person. Mm -hmm. uh, so say that I was the giver in this relationship, it, it, I, it would be marked by lots of concern walking on eggshells, trying to do everything correctly, worried about blowing mm -hmm. things up or sending the person off the edge. It's really a pull from you of resources. So whether that be money or time, um, those are the biggest resources that I see that mm -hmm. people are really uh, giving of themselves, but it's giving to an extreme. So normally it has a marked negative effect on your relationships. So in this relationship, um, it is your uh, boyfriend's parents that are codependent on him or seem like they're maybe trying to control him. What, what did you hear here? Well, okay. So she said the words um, that they admitted to being afraid of letting him go. Now that doesn't necessarily mean codependence, but let's assume that they are codependent. And if they're saying those words to me, that says they're in the giver role Right. Um, where, and I, I work with clients when, when I'm talking about codependency, I'll tell them, it sounds like you are, if they're in the giver role, it sounds like you are depending on being depended on. 
Mm-hmm. And that's the definition of codependency from the giver perspective. And maybe his parents are in the giver perspective, the giver role of they depend so much on being depended on that if they're afraid of letting him go, they're saying, in essence, I'm not going to be the one you're depending on anymore. Right. So they're really inserting themselves into their lives mm-hmm. uh, to a, a great extent. Yeah. Because in codependent relationships, you, usually what's lost is autonomy. Another word for this is enmeshment. So um, Salvador Mnuchin in the 1970s talked about enmeshment specifically with the circumplex model. And that is that when families, or uh, it could just be two people, but we'll say a family, if a family is enmeshed, that means that everyone makes decisions together. Um, There's loss of freedom and the development of autonomy. And so if this person's trying to make a decision on their own and go marry someone um, and the family is against it for the reason of codependency, we'll talk Mm -hmm. about other reasons it could be, um, but then then essentially they're enmeshed. Right. What would be a a good litmus litmus test for someone realizing they're in that sort of uh, relationship? Mm. That's a good question. I haven't thought of a litmus test, but maybe a question you could ask yourself is, if this person made a decision that didn't involve me or mm-hmm. made me uh, gave me distance from them, mm-hmm. um, would I still feel secure? It's okay to, to miss them and to grieve the loss of what right. the relationship was, but can you still feel secure? Mm-hmm. Can you still be in a position of functioning well, or is it going to cause dysfunction in your life if this person creates distance between you and them? Yeah, and I think too for this the boyfriend here, that he has to know what marriage entails, that it means leaving his father and mother and cleaving to his wife and a new covenant is formed. Right. And so there has to be a change in relationship here. And that might feel like something's being missed. Some like yeah. almost like grieving. Right. Another point to keep in mind here. So we said, like, let's talk about what it might might be instead of a codependency, because codependency, I mean, it comes from um, the Alcoholics Anonymous model, where the person who is the giver in a codependent relationship with an alcoholic is someone who, un, without realizing it, they unknowingly um, become an accomplice in the person's addiction by... Um, enabling them. Mm -hmm. So maybe the alcoholic doesn't work or lost their job because of their, um, their alcoholism Mm -hmm. and the other person doesn't put their foot down and create boundaries. And they just say, well, I'll just keep working and they'll keep buying their alcohol. Or maybe in, in some cases they go buy it for them. Um, there's Mm -hmm. lots of ways to be codependent. Um, but remember that was the original context of that word. So Mm -hmm. when we use it quite frequently and flippantly in today's um, pop psychology culture, we're usually not using it in that context. Yeah, I've heard a lot of people use it kind of like a preference, like these people are overstepping the boundaries and therefore we're just going to label them with codependency. Exactly. But, um, and here, here too, this is where we have to be very careful because this is still a son and, and we don't know ages here. Right. We don't know a lot of facts. So all we're going from is, you know, the caller's desire for some distancing yeah. and some autonomy for uh, for her maybe soon to be fiance. So uh, I, I think 
what's really important here is, and it's really good that you're getting resources and yeah. we're thinking through this, but also uh, Proverbs eleven fourteen says, in a multitude of counsel, there is safety. So what we really want to do is, is pull in, get your pastor, you know, talk to your pastor, talk to maybe some of your mentors some people that you really respect yeah. and he really respects and help you prayerfully and, and just kind of look at the whole situation before we just label them as, you know, you're dysfunctional. <laughs> maybe, maybe there is both, maybe there is dysfunction. Maybe this is good. Maybe you need a change. Right. So, Pray about that change of heart. Yeah, there, there's so there's a lot going on here. For sure. So basically, I think what we're trying to say at this latter end of the episode is don't go rogue. Like, don't just decide we're going to do this on our own. We're getting married tomorrow. We don't care what our parents think. Like, your, your parents' voice matters. Mm-hmm. Now, your parents could be wrong. Um, we had important people in our lives when we were planning to get married that said things like, you know, I was from a different soup or stuff that, like, would imply that, you know, they weren't in full approval or they were giving caution signs and being, mm-hmm. you know, like hesitant about us getting married. Well, we know 15 years later, like we're clearly in the will of God and I'm glad that we got married. Um, so parents and other loving people can be wrong. That's why the multitude of counselors, that's where you find yeah. safety. Um, but don't just go rogue and decide on your own simply because you think your parents are wrong uh, or his parents are wrong. Go go find other solid godly voices to pour into you and help you make this decision. So good. So this is, a, we're, we're answering this for, from the point of view of the, the parents that we're talking about are really the givers and this, this boyfriend is the, the taker. How about when the roles are reversed? Cause a lot of mm. the people that come to us, yeah, um, they're in the role of, of the giver because right. generally they're high functioning and they're helping someone else yeah. and they feel, feel really stuck. And maybe if you saw in the title codependency, you're like, Oh, I need, I need to send this to someone that's right. You know, in, in that the, high functioning, in that high giver functioning role. role. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, um, that's where you have to go as much as I quote depend on being depended on because that feels good for a giver for someone who's a high pleaser usually um, and highly functional and likes to pour into others and help others Um, if you depend on being depended on you have to recognize that that's overstepping boundaries in and of itself you might think of it as just I'm being generous or I'm being kind Um, but if you are really pouring more into this person and you want change for them more than they want it. Mm -hmm. And we're just being broad because this could be any context, right? Then you have to create some boundaries, some distance to let them see for themselves what they need to do differently. Because you could be enabling by your giving, enabling immaturity, Mm -hmm. not allowing that person to grow into maturity, to have responsibilities. Um, So often when we jump in and save the day, we're, unenabling their, the learning process that takes in life. Mm. Because I mean, Galatians six, seven says to, um, you know, whatever we sow, we're going to reap. Yeah. And you know that God doesn't even jump in every single time that we make a mistake, right? right? He, he lets, Hey, this is an important learning, um, episode for this person to understand, like, don't do that. Yeah. And if we jump in and save the day every time, they're not learning and they're going to learn to rely on you more. Yeah. So also Galatians 6, 5 says that every man should carry his own load. Mm. 
There you go. So I think in this, like, make sure that you're not uh, disabling the person by enabling them. Hmm, that's really good. I love that. Um, I was just thinking of another context because we're talking about codependency with, you know, parents not wanting their son to leave the nest. We talked about alcoholism and mm-hmm. enabling someone's addiction, but you mentioned immaturity or, mm-hmm. um, I forget the word you used, but basically underachievement, yeah. you can enable someone's underachievement. Yes. And that's probably one of the most common so that often. we see. I was just listening to, uh, an episode this morning on the Dave Ramsey podcast. I'm a big fan of that podcast. <laughs> and, um, a caller called in and said, Hey, like I have an incredible in-law situation and he's like, they help me so much. He's like, they employ me. They help me. Um, they helped me buy my car. I owe this much on my car still. And he's like, and they just helped me buy a house. Wow. And Dave Ramsey's like, Oh no. Like, yeah, they think they're being kind. They definitely didn't do this with malicious intent, but they did all these things because the dude couldn't afford them, mm-hmm. right? Like it's one thing to employ someone. That's not always the best scenario, but it's okay, right? Depending on a, the situation, the family business, but to go and give someone, not give, loan someone mm-hmm. money for a vehicle and then for a house, that's because the person couldn't afford it. So if they can't afford it, then you're enabling their underachievement by loaning them money for something yeah. they couldn't afford. Yeah. Well, and how are they going to increase in patience and fortitude and all these other yeah. good virtues if they're stepping in and, you know, microwaving the process for them? Exactly. And then the person called in because yeah. he felt strapped. He was yeah. like, man, I'm under so much pressure. I can't breathe because I can't pay anything besides these few yeah. big bills I have now. Yeah. And okay. So let me flip, flip this around too. So that would be an employer too. And they maybe feel like, oh, I'm helping them. I'm discipling them. Often too, that when we work with people around codependency, it's like this kind of duty. So like there's a a young professional adult who's now taking care of their parents. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of people, and this is kind of sticky here and we'll be careful. Yeah. But, um, for a lot of people, um, they're, almost always it seems like codependency comes with this like duty mindset of Mm. I have to do this or else, or else they'll fall apart or, you know, I can't see them on the streets. It's like this worst case scenario. But then again, are you, are you stopping them from their continual growth? Like there is a point where we're helping hurts and you have to try to sort that out. Like how long are you willing to help? I'm not saying don't be kind and don't be, giving that's those are all good things but um you know the bible says yet let your yes be yes your no be no Hmm. and of course like i think we all see that as you know don't swear by something or that but maybe also it it means you guys all you theologians out there correct me but maybe it also means that don't be saying yes to something when you really want to say no Hmm. Like be fully in it. Yeah. Cause let all, everything that you do be unto God. Right. So he doesn't want half hearted anything. It's really He good. wants your fullness yeah. of, of, um, direction and mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. If you say yes, it needs to be with enthusiasm and, a, and you're fully in. Right. And that's okay to gift people with things sure. or, or services or help. And everybody needs help at times. Right. But if you are half-hearted because you know it's not the right thing or you're enabling their underachievement, right. then yeah, I guess that's an example of letting 
not letting your yes be yes and your no be no. Yeah. I like that. Good application. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I, I think this just requires maybe some uh, deep reflection and slowing down around this, like, especially with family. Yeah. <laughs> To say, you know, how is this affecting? Is this affecting my kids? Is this affecting my wife? Remember that your wife is, or your husband, you know, that's who your covenant is with or will be. Mm -hmm. So know that that comes with um, cutting off some options or cutting off some relationships if it starts really damaging because you have to make sure, and I'm not saying cut off in a harsh way, but I'm saying setting boundaries. Yeah. Setting yeah. boundaries. You have to keep your priorities, your priorities yeah. and your wife and your kids is really where your covenant and your responsibilities and duties truly lie. It's good. All right. So hopefully that's helpful to you, the caller and other applications we made to other scenarios for everyone else who's listening. Um, and if you have a question you want to ask, go ahead and go to the show notes, ask that question. We would love to answer it in an ask episode. Absolutely. And Seriously, let's let's have a conversation about this because these are complex issues. They aren't just this, you know, broad brushing, sweeping generalization that fits every situation. You know, we want to hear from you. Write in the comments or write to us. Um, we would love to hear your thoughts on this subject. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks. Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.